Can you put it on Do Not Disturb for me? Uh, focus, Do Not Disturb, on. Okay, that way no one's like texting you or it's not like rumbling and dinging while we're going, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, yeah, so here we are. I would just kind of treat it as a conversation. Like this is my fifth one. I'm a terrible interviewer. I say, um, I pause, I get awkward. So don't feel like you're under any pressure. It's just a conversation. So I'm uh, not good at conversations either. I know, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're just going to talk. We're just going to chat um, and maybe go on for, you know, 40 minutes, maybe go on for an hour, maybe go on for 20, you know, whatever. It's not, I'm, it's not going to force a certain timeline. We're just going to just gonna hang out i mean i usually talk to you on the phone for like an hour anyway every day yeah. or i'll talk to you for 10 minutes about what the hell's going on but yeah uh, yeah and it's really just to capture kind of what's going on in your life up to this point and from there talk about maybe some future aspirations and kind of capture it video and audio at least audio hopefully <laughs> uh for those listening we are We've kind of gone back and forth. The ones I've done so far have been on in person with microphones and headphones. Now we're doing it via distance. And I had a microphone and then I bailed on it. And so three different options here. But I think it looks okay. I brought the lamp out. I think it does. Yeah, it looks good. You got yeah. some good backlighting. To soften the wall behind me. I got a ring yep. light behind the camera. Yeah, it looks good. To light me up. It looks you know? good. Okay. You look good too. Where are you right now? I am in Michael's Michael's room. Michael's room. Okay, over in Haverhill. So you're over in Haverhill. Over in Haverhill. Okay, good. All right, well, we can kind of roll into it. Um, I'm not sponsored by Starbucks, so I try to put it in the uh, plug so they wouldn't get out. But are we? Maybe no. we are. <laughs> no, we're just a slave to their coffee and yeah. Um, Seriously. so I say some questions as kind of a primer, um, and we don't have to like hop right into the questions by any means, you know what I mean? We can kind of just work through them, but, um, you are in nursing school currently and where are you yes. going to nursing school? Endicott college in Beverly. Okay. And how far are you into your program? Um, four months. So. 12 left to go. 12 left to go. So 16 months program. Month program. Yeah. Okay. Great. And how's it going so far? It's a lot. <laughs> it's been pretty stressful. Um, we've had like exams and quizzes almost every single week and papers every week. So it's been a lot of work and I know that I signed up for it. So I knew this wasn't going to be easy, but it's definitely, definitely stressful. Um, I feel like there's like a lot of pressure to, they have like these standards that you have to like uphold to. And I feel like I'm, I'm meeting them and I'm doing way better than I expected, but I just feel like it's only going to get harder and I'm, I'm definitely afraid to fail. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but so far so good. Yeah, well, I'm sure you'll rise to the occasion and, and face the challenge head on you have so far. Um, 
you said the, they have these standards. Is it kind of just like, hey, you have to maintain a certain GPA or what is this um, talking about? So not, not necessarily a GPA, but like in the courses you have to get, I mean, this is pretty like, I guess it's not as strict as other programs. So like we have to maintain like a 77 or above on all of our exams. And then, um, like we have like these math tests that we take and we have to do, um, 90% or better on them. Otherwise, like, I think they, they said originally you were out of the program, but I, I'm not so sure about that. I think it's more so like you just can't pass meds, like during clinicals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but each semester you have to have a 77 or a better in the course overall as well. So like it's not too bad. Like I feel like I'm I'm doing better than that, but it's it's definitely still stressful. Like in my undergrad I didn't really necessarily have to worry about that. I just had to worry about doing well. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's different, but we'll see. And can you let everyone know what you did in undergrad and where you went for that as well? Um, I went to Salem State for my undergrad, and I got a degree in biomedical science. And I also did a major, oh, minor in chemistry, um, which was pretty, that chemistry part was awful. Don't recommend taking organic chemistry to anybody. I like slid by in that class and <laughs> somehow I passed but don't know how I did so <laughs> have you had to use any of it for nursing no okay. so that's the thing with with nursing students they don't have they have like a cert so in my program obviously you have all these set prereqs and chemistry is one of them it could be like a basic chemistry or um like a biochemistry whatever but when you're in a typical four-year program they don't they take like a chemistry that's specific to nursing and it's supposedly not well it's a little bit easier I guess than like yeah the chemistry that I was taking so but we don't utilize it at all <laughs> so maybe when we get to pharmacology I don't know but right I'm sure now, it'll come into play at some point if they're asking yeah me, but yeah yeah well, good. So finished up undergrad. And then when did you, what year did you graduate your undergraduate in? That was, oh God, that was only 2021. Last year. So 2022, actually. 22? Yep. Okay. So graduated in 22. And you went to Salem State for um, biomed. Was that your first choice of degree? Did you want to go to nursing school out of high school? Were you kind of conflicted? Was this the best option? That, I was pretty conflicted. I, I applied to one nursing school when I was in high school, and um, I applied to URI. I didn't get in. And I also applied to MCPHS in Boston for farm, uh, yeah, pharmacy, their pharmacy program. I got in, but then I decided I didn't want to do that. So I was like, my my original route was, okay, do my prereqs and biology degree and then go to PA school. Um, but I decided, you know, that'll change when I 
had to fulfill like those patient care hours that were required and I saw like how the field works I guess firsthand like I saw the nurses working closely with the patients and I liked how hands-on it was and I was like oh my god this is what I want to do um and then I saw like those really great nurses and those really bad nurses and I was like oh like I don't want to be like that you know like there's there's people who go into the field without like any empathy or compassion for like anything and I feel like that plays like a huge huge part into like the care that you provide for your patients and so I'd like to make a change there and hopefully be able to do that for mine one day good yeah good. yes you <laughs> in the in the medical care for kind of a while now when you think about it I mean you've been in either a CNA or a um, like a medical assistant position for I don't know like four, three years, four years. Yeah, yeah. Doing Sounds something about right. Medical. So, um, what what kind of drove your decision to go with Salem Vice? I'm gonna mess it up. MCPH. MCPH. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The mascot and um, pharmaceutical. Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I just, I've heard things about MCPHS that weren't the best. You know, that was kind of like a huge, huge deciding factor. And I was like, you know, what? I don't think I'm interested in pharmacy anyway. And that was the program that I had gotten into. Plus, you know, I wasn't planning on like if I had gotten into URI's nursing program and I went there, different story. I probably would have dormed there and all of that, but mm -hmm. I I didn't want to do that. Like I I wasn't like everybody else. Oh, I want to go to college and stay there and have roommates. Like I'm not like that. So I was like, I, I'm gonna commute and commuting into Boston every day sounded like a lot. And yeah, um, I mean Salem was a haul too, forty minutes every single day almost, but. It was it was way better than than that commute to Boston, so yeah. it just made more sense overall. Yeah, yeah, I think I think URI is like a weird school too. I don't know a lot of people that went there and stayed for four years and loved it. I know oh. more people that went for a year and transferred. Um, Interesting. I don't think any of my friends that went there stayed there for four years. Uh, like Phil went there, Brian Smith went there, the Valentis went there. A lot of people went there and just like... Just didn't mm -hmm. like it. This is not well, that makes me feel better about yeah, the decision. I think it was <laughs> meant to be, yeah. You, <laughs> that they that they rejected me. <laughs> yeah, stayed local, became a, a local gal on the North Shore. Yeah. Still local, Endicott. Yep. So that's great. And what do you think drove you towards healthcare and then nursing specifically. I know you talked about having seen good nurses, bad nurses, a lot of hands on, but why do you think you even got into this field in the first place? Oh, that's, a, that's a tough question. I don't know. I, I just really like caring for others, I guess. Like I, I feel like I have like that need within myself to like do that for other people and sometimes I feel like like I feel like this is like something that would satisfy that for me mm -hmm. I don't know I I've also seen like how you know like I I think seeing Nani being a nurse she did it at 40 with 
four kids, like, I think that that was also, you know, pretty influential. But seeing other people be in the field and talk about it, the flexibility, you know, the security, and um, just, I've I've heard a lot of great things. So I was like, you know what, maybe this is something that I want to do. And I found all the, it's it's interesting to me. So figured I would give it a try. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's in everybody to want to maybe not everybody, but I think it's like a pretty natural human uh emotion and yearning to kind of help other people because I think it makes you feel good when you do help other people. So that's why people go into those fields and um yeah, Nani probably had a, an influence in that as well and and maybe even Frankie too. Um, yeah, Frankie for sure. Frankie did to some extent because she originally sparked my idea of going to PA school when she <laughs> was considering it. So I didn't even think about that until you said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it seems like we have the bug in the family now with Samantha nursing school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in nursing school, Frankie. Maybe go back to nursing school. Nani's a nurse. You know, so it kind of seems like it's it runs in the blood. So. Uh, it's very interesting, but what do you, what do you hope to accomplish? So you, you're going to graduate next December, right? Is that? Yes. Okay. So next December around this time, we'll be walking across the stage or whatever they do for nursing school. Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With your, uh, I don't know, maybe you'll have a little sash or, or whatever, right? Um, graduate. What, what? aspirations and goals do you have in the next few years after you graduate nursing school if you've thought ahead that far it's kind of it's kind of hard to tell I feel like I get this question a lot they're like oh what kind of nurse do you want to be what do you want to do and I'm like honestly I don't feel as though I have like though I do have experience I feel like I don't have enough to know yet I mean every single day it's something new I I've worked with kids for a long time so I'm like oh my god pediatrics like I love kids but then there's also that oh my god do I want to see kids in that position and like I feel like that would be more devastating to me or do I want to um like I've worked in endocrinology and like I I have learned a lot and I feel like I have a lot of knowledge and background there I'm like oh my gosh I could do that but then I like, oh my God, mother and babies, I can bring babies into this world. Like, that's so cool. And then yesterday at my clinical, we went up to the um, the neuro ICU where my professor works and we went into a patient's room and she explained everything to us. And I was just like, this was like, almost like shocking to me in a way, but I was like, wow, like, this is so cool. Like seeing all like the machines working to keep this person alive, seeing all like the IV drips and medications. I was like, wow like it's organized chaos and I feel like that's that's me like I feel like I can be disorganized but like I love a good like they all the lines were set up so pretty but it was like so much and like there was beeping and I'm like I I like that so I don't know I guess we'll see I also really like the idea of you know going back and maybe going to nurse practitioner school and doing something along those lines or or maybe going into aesthetics and injecting people and doing mm-hmm. all that, but I don't find that as fulfilling. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll have to see what. I I guess I won't know until I have started working and done more clinical rounds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I to your initial point, like wanting to help you, but yeah, the aesthetics is probably probably some cash in there, but yeah, probably not as not much self. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people do. Um, a lot of people. I mean, there's there's nurses who like open their own practice and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. But then there's also nurses that I know. Um, who work like in the emergency room three days a week and then they do that on the side so like if it was something that i was interested sure. in i i could still do it while fulfilling that sure. need as well the moonlight as an aesthetician yes <laughs> i sound up as the the word aesthetician i don't think it is but as, it's aesthetician it's so well because then there's the aestheticians who do like your eyelashes and stuff but then there's the aesthetic who do like the the medical sort of things mm. and then there's also the anesthesia anesthesia which would be cool but like that you could do crna school which i love the idea of that but i am not good at math and don't I've just had everybody say, oh, my God, you're not good at math. Why are you going to nursing school? I'm like, oh, my God, like, give me a break. <laughs> I'll figure it out. It's all practice. Like, a lot of it's just practicing. and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were, doing, like, we were doing math problems for for drugs, weren't we? Is that yeah, what that was yeah. for? For anesthesia or pharmacy uh, or something like that? It was, like, giving, like, Medication. the proper dose. And for some reason, I I spent, like, nine hours that day going through how to like do these problems I felt like a pro at the end of it like it took me probably like five minutes for each problem I was like oh my god I got this and then I send the problem in my family group chat just like joking around and John sends it back within like a minute and it's completed and it was correct and I'm like what how did you manage to do that <laughs> well the good thing is is that if you're in anesthesia if you're in anesthesia you're probably not doing a lot of hand calculations. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, yeah. Because I've never been there. But with A, you have calculators everywhere. And B, you know, with AI's advancement, you could just basically generate what they need and exactly. know, to whatever they need. I think that's, I think that's huge. Is. Like, people don't realize how far technolo technology has advanced. And so a lot of that, like, even in clinical, like, you'll see, like, that most of the dosages and stuff like that are already it's already it's already done right. there's a lot of like um you know pop-ups too that tell you oh no like you can't do that and oh this is a contradiction like so it's it's pretty cool it's pretty interesting to see how far it's come and that eases my mind a little bit about that whole math thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah as long as you know enough to be dangerous to if something doesn't pass the sniff test and you can be like, well, that doesn't seem right. And then you know how to go back and check here, then, then that's probably as much as you need for math. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 1000 <laughs> <laughs> milliunits. Like what the hell? That doesn't sound right. And then you check you. That's, like, oh, okay. that's exactly what they told us. They're like, if you get like a really high number or like an extremely low number, you probably did something wrong and you should go back and check that. And I'm like, that makes sense. So, yeah. It all works out. <laughs> yeah, it all buffs. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Oh, yeah, I, I wonder... just dropped my AirPod underneath the couch. Oh, perfect. <laughs> that's what you want. Got it. I don't stay in my ears. Okay, we're good.
You get blocked ears. Okay. Um, okay. So we don't really know where what we want to do yet. Do you know where you want to live? You're hitting I, me with all the hard questions. Well, these are tough questions because I don't know. I'm I'm always I, like trying to decide. Hey, like, you're always bouncing where around. I want to stay. I. There's always, you know, I, it would be so cool to live somewhere like, like you and Frankie have, like in Hawaii. Like I, when I went there, I was like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. This is great. But at the same time, I don't know, like I, I do love New England. I do, I do hate the winter, but I love it at the same time. You know, I feel like it would be hard to move somewhere where like you don't experience those four seasons. I feel like at the end of the day, I don't know. I love New Hampshire. <laughs> I mean, that's not anywhere far, but I don't know. I feel like as soon as you cross the state lines from Massachusetts <laughs> to New Hampshire, it's like, yes, it's like a total different world. I don't know why, but like, I love New Hampshire and like, it's still close enough to like Southern New Hampshire, so close enough to Boston where like, I could go into Boston if I needed to for my mm-hmm. job. But I don't know. I do. Uh, it depends. It really, it depends on a lot of things. I I feel like it would be a discussion that, you know, if if Mike and I were to further our relationship one day, I feel like it would be a discussion between us two. Like, hey, I feel like we're going to end up staying here, which is okay. You here, you mean Massachusetts? Massachusetts. But you know what? Then at least, um, you know, that's what traveling's for, right? Yeah. I can see you with the lake house. I can see you living in Massachusetts with the lake house in Winnipeg. That, something. That's the goal. Yeah. That uh, is I'm the goal. I'm busy you at your lake house. Yes. We'd have a lot of uh, a lot of family time up there, I'd hope. It yeah. would be fun. I I think every time I see somebody who has a lake house, and there's so many people with like lake houses that like don't utilize them, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, that's like the perfect place. Like, you need a break from all the chaos at home. Oh my God, let's just go up to the lake house. You go in the winter, there's skiing, there's you know snowboarding or in the summer like let's just take the boat out at night let's go get dinner like i don't know it's so fun and people people don't utilize them when they have them and that's what makes me mad (laughs) are they like oh it's not a big deal i'm like it is a big deal to me (laughs) like i love that and then like i feel like that's like such like a nice like having your families and everything like go up there and like celebrate holidays or like like the 4th of July. How fun would that be? You right. know, creating memories and all that, all that jazz. I'd be like the cool on with the lake house. Yep. Maybe we're going to Auntie Georgie's house. Yep. Oh, yep. that sounds so weird. We, we still <laughs> gotta, we still gotta figure out what we're, we're going to call each other one day. Yeah. Mine's, mine's pretty easy, but everyone else. Yeah. Sam, uncle Sam. Yeah. Oh, he could be Auntie uncle. Frankie. Like that doesn't sound good. Auntie Frankie. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Auntie Fran. She'd hate that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Auntie F. Auntie I'd have F to be like Gigi. Gigi, something like that. Gigi. Yeah. Frankie yeah. has like Gigi vibes too, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. <laughs> Even though you would be Gigi because you're Georgie, that makes more sense. But... Yeah. 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 Um, we'll figure that out when the time comes, but that's always thought in the back of my mind. That's yeah. important. Like, Auntie Rose, Auntie Mickey, Uncle. Like, where did that all come from? It just yeah. flows so naturally, you know? Yeah. 
you can kind of just make it up too. I was at my friend um, Andrew's house last night. He's got two little babies, Ollie and Nada. And um, he was just saying, he's like, it's, you can call people whatever you want. And then you can just make stuff up. It doesn't matter. Like our friend Caroline was there. Their daughter Nada calls her Caroline. She's like, yeah, that's what it is now. It's just Caroline. It's fine. You know, it's like, Aww. you can just make names up. Yeah. Not at all. So that's cute. Yeah. She's super cute. Little blonde haired little, little gal. Oh. We made sushi. Yeah. We made sushi. Ooh. So much sushi. With it's fish. Cute. Like with fish. With sushi grade. Yeah. Yeah, we got we went to Wegmans and got uh, like a slab of sashimi, tuna and salmon, and then nice. avocado and the cucumbers and the cream cheese and the smoked salmon and the crab and the whole the whole nine. Super good. Pretty sweet. I ate my weight in sushi. Yeah, that was good. That's good. <laughs> do you um do you have a journal? Mm, I should journal because well. I don't know. Sometimes I used to journal a lot and now I feel like I don't, but I do sometimes will, I don't know. I, if I have something like in my head that like, I feel like I need to get out or like, just like want to write it down. Like I'll pull up my phone, go on my notes app and like, I have journal entries. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't necessarily take the time to like pull out a piece of paper and yeah start writing but i do feel like whenever i do it's it's um it's helpful you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i've heard this prompt one time i was listening to someone i don't remember what but it was a good prompt it was it was basically like write down your ideal day like from start to finish your ideal day and like frame your life around getting to that being able to live that every day. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So it's like, that's actually, yeah. So really, you're thinking about like, like, where do I want to live? What do I want to do? What do I want, blah, blah, blah. It's cool to think about like, oh, okay, well, screw all that other stuff. But what does my ideal day look like at 30, 40, whatever? What is like, what fills my cup? What, when I wake up, what do I want to be able to do? What do I want to be near? what do I do during the day? Do I have flexibility at night? What do I want to do? So like that was kind of cool to help frame my brain and maybe yours and really anyone's too. That's the end state. And now you kind of like do all this other crap to get to that thing. And and there's like 50 different routes to ideal. You know, you can go 10 different directions and do 10 different things, but um, reaching that like ideal day is kind of like success over necessarily money and, all this other stuff. Well, that's something, I mean, that kind of coincides with like the, what I've been wanting to do for a while is, um, people do like the vision boards where Mm -hmm. like, they like take the magazines, they make the collages, they put everything up in front of them. And then you see it every morning and it's something to look forward to, you know, Mm -hmm. and Hey, if any of you have magazines, please give them to me because I have not been able to, do this because magazines are actually kind of expensive and they're kind of hard to find now yes yes so i'm like i don't want to wait like i don't have a printer like and i and i really want to do like an actual collage so but yeah i think that i think that journal prompt is actually like a pretty pretty good um 
like foundation for somebody who's trying to figure all that out. Plus, if then you can make it into a vision board too. Then so you it can, can make be it motivating. Into a board. Power of manifestation. That's how I got here. I used to scream in my car. I'm going to get into nursing school. <laughs> I'm gonna do it because I would get so upset with myself. I'd be like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna amount to anything. I'm not gonna get into nursing school. And look at screaming in your car that you're gonna get into nursing school is paid dividends gets you into nursing school same with the car i used to say i hate this car i'm gonna get a new car soon well, well i hit it I, <laughs> I didn't want it to happen this way i didn't want to hit a deer and total my car but i got a new car <laughs> it ended up kind of working out yeah why don't you tell me um last weekend i was coming home from or no i was going to um someone's house one of our friends house and i had my friend in the car lauren and um we were driving through boxford it was like pretty late dark and boxford's like all woodsy area you know i was going the speed limit i wasn't speeding um and a, a deer literally just jumped in front of my car i had no time to stop and um yeah, I mean, he wasn't hurt. He kept going, but my car, my car wasn't that bad, but I guess it was enough for the total, the insurance company to total it. So it kind of, kind of worked out in my favor, I guess, to some extent. Yeah, because now you at least get a new, new whip drive around as a Jetta. Yeah, it's a Jetta. A white Jetta. Cute the little Jetta. Line. Yep, it's gonna, it's, it's already being babied, so. This car, this car is uh, my baby. It's like, it's crazy. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, my other car had, like, I get it had, like, Bluetooth and stuff like that. But this car, like, I'm still trying to figure everything out. I'm like, geez, I've never had, like, this luxury of having, like, like a digital speedometer and stuff like that. <laughs> this is this is pretty cool. Like, look at me. Seat warmers. Oh yeah. And the most important thing is I have AC now because I did not have AC for the past two years. But that's okay. It happens. Yeah. I made it work. Yeah. Rolled well, on the windows. At least you're in Massachusetts. I mean, not having heat there would be miserable, but. Somewhere it's not else much work really hot in your car. Though. I remember getting in there some days and just being like, "Jeez!" <laughs> and then, and then the power steering blew too, so I couldn't even like turn my car. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Yeah, well, it was a workout. Happy that things where it belongs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've run through a lot of cars. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Us, the four of us have been through a lot of cars. Uh, I mean, you, Sam, and Frankie, absolutely. But me, not really. I had the Jeep, and then we couldn't really prevent that from doing what it did. So me and Mom went down and got this car. It lasted me five or six years, and it it would have probably... I mean, it probably wouldn't have gone another year, but I was trying to get, use it through school. So, um, but I don't know, you and oh, Sam's gone through like five, five Frankie's cars. Been, Frankie's, Frankie's gone through, through like, too. 
like six. <laughs> well, I only Pretty, have uh, my one car, and that was it. And then I used Dad's truck. Yeah. And Frank used Dad's truck. Oh yeah, big blue. Yeah. It was a good truck. I I stole that when I had my permit and took it to Starbucks and McDonald's. I don't Did, think Dad or Mom ever knew about that. Didn't Nani catch you once? Oh yeah, Nani. Well, that I only did it that one time, and I was pulling back in the driveway, and so was a Nani. And me and Lauren were sitting in the front seat. We're like, "Oh shoot, what are we gonna do?" <laughs> we get out of the car. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I just took it around the block." She's like, "You're full of crap!" And like, she sees us pop out with like our McDonald's and our Starbucks. She's like, <laughs> "I'm telling mom." She never ended up doing. It. You can honestly, Nani's a good uh, seeker keeper. Yeah. Same with Auntie Mickey. Auntie Mickey keeps a lot of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she keeps uh, a lot of Yep, yep. Losing this the air. Air... Yeah, this... my ears are too small. I never, I need to get the smaller uh, things fit in my ear, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you went, uh, you went skydiving recently. How was that? Was it, you say it's the most adventurous thing you've ever done? Oh yeah, it was. It was amazing. I honestly, every time I think about it, like my my stomach like flips. It's kind of weird. But when you jump out of the actual plane itself, like that doesn't happen. I don't know. I I think like the anticipation and like thinking about it is like way worse than like it actually was. And it was like so fun that the friend that I was with, we we wanted to go again. Um, but we didn't do that, so I don't know. I I maybe maybe that'll be a new hobby. Maybe I'll get certified. I don't think I could do it by myself. Actually, the idea of jumping out of a plane by myself and pulling the actual parachute is scary to me. I don't think I trust myself enough. So hmm. maybe just some more tandem skydiving. Yeah, that's, that's good, bro. Yeah, I'd highly highly recommend to anybody actually what uh you went skydiving too i did yeah in hawaii it was beautiful it was insane i went with uh ricky and rydell i feel like that would be a cool place to do it because there's just so much to see you know yeah did you do the video too i think you did right or do you see pictures I did the video, yeah. The video, yeah. It's so awkward. I remember, like, being there and they're like, you ready to go skydiving? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once I rewatched that video, I was like, oh, this is super cringy. Super awkward, like, yeah. And then we jumped yeah. out and that was amazing. And then, yeah, the the company that I went diving with um, they had a huge fiery crash and, like, five people died, like, a month later. <gasps> Jeez, <laughs> John. You're getting dark. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> I got lucky, but yeah, not good, not yeah. ideal. Okay, well maybe I don't. I don't recommend it to any of you guys. Len. Don't don't go skydiving. Yeah. I like think about like Sam like wanting to go skydiving. And I'm like, oh god, like just don't do it. Like, I don't know. Like freaks me out. Like Frankie and Sam, like don't go. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't care about my. Like, I care about myself, but like. I, I feel like I have, like, control, but, like, I, like, don't, thinking about them, like, jumping out of a plane, like, scares me. Yeah. 
just don't do it. Don't do anything that's going to put your life in danger, please. I, like, worry way too much about, like, everybody. Yeah. Like, the that, most irrational things. Yeah, that's, like, you in a nutshell. <laughs> worry, worry, worry. Worrying about people, yeah. How do you think that's come about? Like, why do you think you're such a worrier, you know? I mean, you were, as as the <laughs> third child in the clan, how did you be the one that worries the most? You think you'd be like me. Oh, or I don't know. I'm just like a ball of anxiety. I like, like I said, these like irrational thoughts. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I, I feel like I've always been like that. And especially as a kid, like, I, I don't know. Mom used to say, like, I would be like, oh my God, like, don't go near like that balloon. Don't get on the swing. Like, just like all these things, like, when I was a kid. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that's kind of messed up. Like, what's wrong with me, you know? I, I don't, <laughs> like, it's really scary now that I think about it. I I don't know where that came from. Because none of, none of you guys are like that. Maybe it's from mom. I feel like mom always was kind of like that. I think having four kids and, like, oh, just all this, like, running around and like trying to like make sure everybody's okay like maybe mm-hmm. i just like saw that in her and like kind of took it on to myself i feel like mom's not even really like that though i don't i don't know it's very strange yeah maybe i should see somebody for it. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you've uh gotten less I guess anxious as you got as you've gotten older or more. I feel like it was heightened when I was a kid, but I feel like now, I feel like it depends. I feel like I feel like it's gotten better, but I feel like I definitely still have those times where I'm like, oh god, like I I just like worry about everybody and like think about like the worst possible scenario in my head, and I don't know why. I don't know why it happens, but. I feel like it's not, it's not like I obviously don't tell people not to go near balloons anymore, or like not to get on that swing. <laughs> but you're going to um, catch pneumonia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's definitely gotten better, but still there. Still there. Yeah. Understandable. Um, Taking that AirPod out it keeps falling out of my ear. Yeah, it's fine. I don't think you need it. Um, growing up, it was the squad. Yeah. Four of us. Um, what was, what was kind of your relationship with, like, for each of us? Do you remember? Do you remember what? Um, I don't really, it's funny because, like John said, he kind of gave me, like, a set of questions, and, like, I looked at them, and I was, like, I was really trying to think back, like, when we were kids, like, how each of our relationships were, and I really don't remember up until, like... Uh high school like I feel like that's when I started to like you know your like frontal lobe kicks in and it's like all right like I don't know I feel like all that and that's where I came to like the conclusion that all of us started to become more like of a unit like we all started to become closer and like interact with each other but that's when we also like started to like fight and argue and like you know so I don't know I 
I definitely feel like with Frankie, especially like growing up, like we were, we definitely had that like sister catty relationship and like we would fight, like we would get into it. But then like we were both so stubborn that, you know, we would like, we just like walk into each other's room one day after like we argued and just like stare at each other and like crack up. And like, that was it. Like, that's how like we would end our arguments. There was never like an apology because we just, we couldn't do it. <laughs> we realized how stupid we realized how stupid our arguments would be. But with Frankie, I don't know. I feel like growing up and having a sister too, especially like it's somebody, it's another woman to like look up to. And I feel like she was always there and supportive, and you know, giving me advice. And I don't know. I feel like, especially in high school, I was going. Uh, I was a freshman, she was a senior, and you would think that, you know, like, she wouldn't want anything to do with me, but she was actually really supportive, and she kind of took me under her wing, and she would even let me hang out with, like, her friends and stuff, and I think I, I always, like, remember that. I feel like that's when we, like, really bonded, and then when she left for school, I was devastated. I was like, mom, I can't do this. I was like, I need a dog. And that's when we got Brody. I was like, I need, I need a dog. Brody was their replacement for Frankie. Yes, exactly. I don't know. I, I feel like, um, we just, we, and now like we're still close. Like I can tell her anything and everything without judgment. And I think she can do the same with me. Like I, I would hope so at least. And I feel like, you know, we don't talk. Like sometimes we go weeks without talking because we're just busy. And I understand that it, it does make me sad sometimes, but I feel like we all have our own lives and all of that. And hopefully one day maybe she'll move back here and we'll all be closer in proximity. And like, we can definitely like keep like see each other more often. Like, mm -hmm holidays and stuff like that especially but I don't know um then with Sam Sam's just Sam I uh, Sam just cracks me up he's like his own little person and he's like pretty independent and uh, I don't know you call him he doesn't answer the phone <laughs> <laughs> I just wish he would answer that goddamn phone <laughs> he does not answer but he'll call you when he needs something, right? <laughs> it's a joke. It's like, yeah, yeah. we all take it very lightly. Like, obviously, I don't care. You know, we, Sam, Sam and I, we, I feel like we've never really argued or anything like that. We've definitely gotten annoyed with each other, but he's just so funny that he can't. It's so. Oh. oh. Hello? Can you hear me? Hey. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Oh, fireworks just came up on my screen. Oh, fireworks. Um, what the I heck don't know. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I don't know. Sam, <laughs> Sam, and I, we have like a good relationship. Healing. I don't know. I, I, I love Sam, but. <laughs> I just feel like we don't, we don't talk, like, I don't know, I feel like I talk to you and Frankie more than I talk to Sam now, like, that we're all, like, in our own little spots and stuff like that, but it's been fun to see mm -hmm. Sam, you know, grow and see the person that he's become, and I'm happy that, you know, he's working and he's doing something that he likes and enjoys, and he has his goals, and I hope that one day, you know, he reaches them and maybe 
if I can be of any help to him one day, I hope to do that for him. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like I don't like I said, I don't remember like how we all were growing up. I just remember mm-hmm. there being like lots of hustle and bustle. And I think that's huge. But with you, too, I feel like when we were in I don't even know. I feel like even past the point of you being in high school, I feel like that's when we started to be close, like you being in college, even though that you were further away. I just feel like we could have more conversations and stuff like that. Um, And I definitely feel like you've just been a really good source of like from that point till now, like you're, you're just full of knowledge and support and advice. And I feel like you're always a good person to talk to. And I don't know. I I feel like even though that you're far away, just like Frankie, we always try to maintain that line of communication Mm -hmm. and being the brother and the older sibling. I mean, Sam's pretty protective, but I feel like you're especially protective. (laughs) Like you would do anything if any, more so with the girls, but I feel like in general, like you'd beat somebody up if, if, (laughs) if you had to like then and now. So I don't know, but I think a huge thing about us as siblings, like being in like the same school system and like North Reading and stuff, I feel like everybody knew the Elliott family, like, cause we all, we all had our friends and then they knew people and we, you know? Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Man. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's like good or bad for Sam as the baby. Yeah. Up, like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. He gets, he gets yeah. all three yeah. generations. <laughs> My crap. Frankie was like, pretty good you were pretty yeah. good and then like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So. but then that's another thing about you too is like you weren't always the best in high school but then after high school like you did like a full 360 and look at you now look at me now yeah i think yeah <laughs> middle school and high school were like you know formative years for sure you know mm, uh, yeah i just i think i was like i very anti like um not establishment you know what i mean but i was very anti um what's the word i'm trying to think of here like anti-authority you know and i didn't like being told what to do ever and so i was like no and then i don't i don't know when the the switch flipped but yeah i went to college and lived on my own a little bit and got like a real taste of like the actual real world and not just world Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, this is what actual life is like. And then um, I think the military was, like, one of the best things I ever did because it was very instrumental in, like, helping me grow up. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, So I definitely appreciate that, all the tools that that's given me. I feel like you, you too, um, I feel like you kind of set the framework for all of us. And then you also were kind of like that baseline of like how far we could go and like how far we could, like how far we could push mom and dad's buttons. <laughs> like, Oh, Oh, this happened when John did this. So we can't do that. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> and then we all broke mom and dad to where Sam just can like do whatever he wants. Do whatever. <laughs> he's like 16. He's like, no, but like Sam, 14. But I feel like mom, yeah. Literally. I feel like Sam though, however, did get a lot of like, I think mom did. Like mom, sort mom and dad sort of like were just like whatever because like they were just like so dumb with all of us at that point. But then like Sam also did get like he did get a good brunt of it. Like, but Sam, Sam, 
I don't know. He was pretty rebellious, too. So I feel like he's still, he's not like that anymore, but he still can be. Yeah. To an extent. I think, I think mom's just over it. <laughs> yeah. He's an adult now, so, what is, is, yeah. you know. He's by law, an adult. So an adult, exactly. Do the adult stuff, yeah. But yeah, I mean, all of us growing up, you know, we're just, you know, everyone grows up and figures out new things. And it's funny because you think you're 18 or you're 20, and you're like, oh, I got it all figured out. And then you're 25, and you're like, oh, I was so stupid. And then you're 30, and you're like, I was so stupid. And I bet when I'm 50, I'd be like, oh my God, when I was 30, I was so stupid. Stupid, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you just keep looking back and be like, why would I think that way? So that's kind I know. Of, and as a parent, you try to teach your kids things, and they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're stupid. <laughs> and they're like, oh, man, if you could just kind of see where I'm trying to guide you. But you don't think yeah. that. You know, your kids, yeah. it's well, hard to remember. As a parent, hard to remember what it's like being a 13-year-old or, a you know, whatever-year-old and then trying to make it important to them. That's that's the challenge. Yeah, I for think. sure. I'm not a parent, so I don't know. But I don't know. You'll find out sooner rather than later, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you could if you could go back and talk to Georgie when she was like a freshman in high school, right? Would there be I mean, I don't think living with regret is a good thing. I don't think there's anything like do you regret anything you ever did? Um, but if you could give fourteen year old Georgie a piece of advice, what would you what would you say? Oof. That's tough. I give her a lot of advice. <laughs> Probably, well, going back to that whole worrying thing, I'd probably tell her to stop freaking worrying. Sorry. <laughs> stop worrying about about the future and try to focus on being more present. I feel like I have a really hard time with that still, but I feel like I've been trying to be better about it. And I feel like worrying about like where you're, what's going to happen in the future and where you're going to go just kind of like hinders like where you're at now. So I feel like that's something that I would tell her and probably that you don't need, this was, this is huge actually. You don't need a lot of friends to be happy. Just need a couple of good friends and that's it. More friends creates more chaos and, in drama that you don't need and it's good to just have that good core friend group you know mm -hmm. I think at that age I was so worried about oh I I, I don't have like this like I, I had a lot of friends growing up actually but like now I don't and I feel like I'm coming to terms with that it's okay to like not have all the friends in the world you don't have to know everybody it's not it's it's kind of nice, actually, not letting everybody know your business and all of that. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? Maybe not be so, not be that's so hard on advice. yourself. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, we're usually exactly. our own worst critic. I think that always. I feel like that never really gets any easier yeah. unless you're like super super confident and like but it's all right that comes with time right yeah but I also I think everyone is always 
Mm. That's that's a that's a big blanket statement. Yep. Everyone is always, <laughs> but I think a majority of people are often hard on themselves, uh, more so than other people would be on right. them. Um, because it's like a natural instinct almost to, you know, either you either have that drive to push yourself, or like if you don't do it, then you kind of feel bad for yourself. But, um, yeah, there was a a book I read. And one of the things he says in it is like, treat yourself as if you were responsible for caring for yourself. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. Like it's, it's, it's not crazy. Like, whoa, that blew my mind. But it's like, if you had a cat or a dog or a child, you would always make sure like they're fed, they're getting walked, they're doing the right things. Like they're not, you know what I mean? You look out for them. But sometimes when we do, we look out for ourselves, we negate all the obvious right. things that we're supposed to do. Because we're just like, whatever. But if you treat yourself like you're caring for yourself, then you'd probably be a lot better off. Because like you said, like you have a natural instinct to want to care for and provide for other people, but often at the expense of yourself. Um, That's, pretty, which is That's pretty interesting. Kind of what you're saying. Way to look at it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's some pretty good advice to told george yeah i could probably I, I have a lot of stuff yeah. i could probably say to her but i don't know <laughs> it's that would be like a laundry yeah. list <laughs> maybe at grocery <laughs> yeah literally book. like stop doing this do this like yeah. oh god i was yeah. having a rough time yeah at that point in my life yeah but here yeah. we are here we are evolved. What do you think is one of the moments, you know, I think when people think of their teenage years and their adolescence, it's like a, you know, like, Oh man, I was so X, you know, but what do you think is one of the, the moments you're proudest of yourself um, up to this point? Up to this point. Yeah. Up to this point in your life. I mean, you're right. Like right now, not when you were 14, like in your life, right. What do you think is one of the moments that uh, you felt really proud of yourself? Honestly, when I graduated college. When I graduated with this AirPod. <laughs> oh, gosh, it keeps falling out of my ear. I'm going to hold it. Hopefully that doesn't. Okay. Probably when I graduated college. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like. Okay. Is that not a good answer? Is that not a good answer? Go, I'm, 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 I'm listening. Well, that's I a good think... answer, of course. Yeah, you worked really hard to get into it. And I didn't think I was going to finish college to graduate. I didn't. Nani, no, it was a, it was <laughs> I know, a semester, it took a year off. and I actually ended was up it a working whole year out perfectly semester? because I took it off in December because we just had so I just couldn't do it, and I worked, but. Well, I was going to work full time for that semester and then COVID happened. So everything moved online anyway. And I, I in reality, that would have worked out for me because I probably mm -hmm. would have been more comfortable, you know, being at home and doing all this stuff. But everything happens for a reason. But Nani, Nani said, Nani said the same thing. She said, mm -hmm. I didn't think that you were going to finish. And she, she really, she really didn't think so. And she, I think, when did, 
I think she said her and Papa didn't think that I was going to finish. They were like, they were rooting for me. And so I was like, yep, I, yeah. well, I felt really, really good after that. It felt like a huge accomplishment, even though to some it's just another thing under their belt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. You know, we're all like, oh, she's take a semester off. Yeah, hopefully she finishes. But also it was like, well, she's her own woman. She can make her own decisions. And if she decides to go through it, then that's fine. Um, yeah. As long as it's for the yeah. right reasons. And, for sure. You, know, you made the right choice. So, good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> there she is. College graduate. About to be a... Is it, so you'll you be an RN? That's the degree yeah, you'll get her. It's a uh, bachelor's degree. What's, what's the degree? Nursing. A degree in so nursing? Is it a graduate? I'll have two degree? bachelor's degrees essentially. Okay. BSN. Yep. So a BSN? BSN. I'll have a BSN, okay, so but then I won't have my RN until after the NCLEX exam. Mm -hmm. That's when I officially get the BSN the, RN the exam. title. Yep. Yep. Pretty sweet. I get to sign my email. Nice. Georgie Elliott, BSNRN. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's good. That's good. Add another one to the. Then we got to get Samantha up there. Back it up. Yep. Get Samantha up there. I don't know if Frank's going to go back or not. I don't. Interview. I'm not yeah. sure. I'll talk to her in, in her episode maybe tomorrow. See what, see what she's thinking, but um, yeah, I talked when I talked to Nani. I asked, I think one of the questions I asked her was like, What is she, what's her, what is she most proud of, or what's like her biggest accomplishment, or it was something along those lines. Um, and or what is she most proud of, I think it was. And she said it was, oh. it was the family that she had built. And she, she said, like, It's my, yeah, she's like, It's my, my kids and their kids, and Don't you know, my grandchildren, cry. and, and kind of like went down the docket of like all of how she was. <laughs> to have built this this big family and, and um i don't remember her answer i asked her like what she wants to be remembered for um and i think i don't remember oh, what she said i think she said they'd be a good grandma or something like that but she is a good grandma yeah not well, a grandma nani you can't say is. grandma it sounds weird uh, <laughs> I, know. I know she's a nani for sure uh how how do you think uh, the oh, family gosh. will evolve over the next like a few years? Twenty twenty nine. If we do this in twenty twenty nine. All right, twenty thirty is good. Whatever. So you'll be. Twenty thirty. Let me, let me think about up, right? the ages like really quick. I gotta think about this a little bit. So you're gonna be. Oh God, you're gonna be old. You're gonna be like thirty five. Jeez, I know. All right, so I'll be. Jeez. And wait, you said five years. Or did you say 30? Sure, let's just go five years. <laughs> no, let's go, 20, let's go 30, 20, let's 20, 30 years, years from now. now. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's good. Okay, so you'll be 30. No, you'll the year be, 20, 30, that, George. You'll be like 35, Frank, you'll be like 30-something. <laughs> I'll be like maybe 30, 29. Sam will be, oof, Sam's so young. 30. Sam's going to be like 25. Dang. 
I don't know. I feel like I feel like you're definitely gonna. Yeah. Hopefully, I I hope that you have a little family going, so I can be an auntie. Um, I hope <laughs> I hope Frankie's closer to us. I hope Frankie finds find somebody that you know she can spend the rest of her life with, and she does something that she loves. Um. Yeah, I really am excited to see what happens with Frankie because I feel like she has so much potential and she just doesn't know where to put it right now. You know, she's just, so we'll see. Sam, I mm-hmm. hope that Sam is, hmm, Sam's probably going to have a pretty steady job. He's probably going to make it, be making good bucks. Who knows? Maybe Sam will go to like medical school or something. <laughs> I don't know. There was a psychic that told mom that three of the kids were going to be Medical, I think. One pediatrician. I forget. Somebody was going to be like a marine biologist. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I have to ask mom. But I don't know. I think I, I think we'll all be sort of okay. more stable, and we'll each have like our own careers and our maybe starting our own families, and we'll see. We'll see. Mom and dad. Mom and dad. Mom, yep, absolutely. I think I think mom's Florida. gonna go first, and then dad's gonna follow after, though. <laughs> but we'll be going to visit them in uh, Florida. Okay. And um, yeah. Yeah. Nani's probably gonna go with them too. No, Nani. Yeah, no. I think I think Nani would probably honestly end up in Florida. I think she will. I think. You think I she'll think go? There's some hesitancy right now, but. I think she genuinely, I, I don't know. I think she's going to change her mind. She's talked about it. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know, though. Maybe. I don't know. I think she's, yeah, I think she's going to bury her roots in no. Massachusetts. I don't think she's going to want to uh, leave. I don't know. That's that's how I see but it. We'll we see. all are more stable. We are probably starting, hopefully, our own families and spending more time together and yeah Let's see hmm. yeah i i uh i'm interested to see where the dynamic kind of shifts to i'm I, talking with the cousins and auntie rose and everybody um one of like the favorite family traditions is i know uh, like christmas eve and christmas day um, and right now, weird state of flux where it's like, I know we don't know where to go, you know, and Thanksgiving too. Um, they would always love coming to our house for Christmas Eve and doing plays with you guys. And yeah, weird stuff. Skits and whatever the hell you guys make us come watch and get tickets to get there. So I'm interested to see like where that tradition shift. Because it's at Lefty Roses now. I think that's like a right. transitory thing. I don't know that it's going to stay there. Um, it might. It might. Who knows? But... Um, I think it's time for like maybe someone else to take up the uh, the you know the tradition Absolutely. and I'm interested yeah, to see where that goes. That's and something I look forward to as well. I I would like to be a host for one of those holidays. I think that would be really fun. I somebody has to pick up the slack. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but I think that's I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll be it good though. I think. And then hopefully, I don't know, I don't. I mean, typically, 
you know, Samantha, Jake, and Auntie Rose and Uncle Billy typically do their own thing for Thanksgiving. But who knows? Maybe we'll start our own tradition where we all celebrate Thanksgiving together, you know? I think that would be cool. We still do Easter together sometimes or kind of mm-hmm. dwindled a little bit. But when we have our own kids and all of that, maybe it'll be a different story and we'll see. They'll be doing that. Our kids will be doing their own plays. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Right. What, uh, what, what's, do you have any like memories that stick out from any of our family traditions, whether that's Easter, Christmas, Oof. Thanksgiving that, that stick out in your mind? Not really. I, Christmas day, I just always loved because it was just so chill and like, we just spent time together all day long eating food. That's, that's my favorite, but I don't know. I feel like I don't see my memory is just awful. No, you know what I used to like to do is go over Auntie oh, Rose's yes! on Christmas Eve Eve. Yes, that was fun. Yeah, we'd go over Auntie Rose's house on ready. Christmas Eve Eve because then Mom would get the house ready on Christmas Eve all yep. day and get the help get the kids out of the house, and then we'd go to Auntie Rose's house. Um, in Tuxbury, we went to her house in, in Dorica, but I think we also in that house, house in Tuxbury by the maybe uh, the train in the back. They, she had a pool. It was a blue house. That was Bill Ricca? That, that was Bill Ricca. I distinctively remember that house. And I remember I wrong, eating lots of ice cream out of those cute little Sunday bowls that she used to have. I And she used to, um, yeah. we used to make this dessert with like vanilla wafers. And I remember vividly standing in the kitchen in Reading and making that dessert with her one day. And also calling mom to pick me up that night. For some reason, I wanted to go home. But I used to love hanging out at Auntie Rose's house. That was that was the best. Yeah. Yeah. That I was loved Reading. That was good time. Yeah. The little apartment in Reading was fun. Yeah, we'd go over there and hang out and do whatever. And then Christmas Eve would come, and then we'd leave her house, get all ready, and then go over, like, you know. We'd be the first ones to come. It'd yep. be like we'd come in, and Auntie Mickey would come, yep. and then Uncle, and then everyone else would start fun ah, later on. Good time. Yeah, good that was fun. time. And I, what was the? Um, yeah. There was another thing that I'm thinking of, and I can't remember. I remember. Oh, it was Christmas Eve. Um, you know, cats out of the bag. Oh, I don't know if the cats out of the bag. Never mind. Sure. I think the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. No. When Santa would yes. come, the real Santa would come. Oh, yes. Gosh, but, yes, I remember when no, the real Santa um, would come too. Christmas Eve. <laughs> I remember, um, you know, I think Uncle Billy, I don't know if Uncle Billy was still there. I remember Auntie Mickey, I don't know if she stayed at our house or if she was staying down the street or at Auntie Rose's, but she was with, um, dad and i think it was uncle billy i don't know they were coming through the garage and i remember i heard like a big bang and all the stuff and they were they were actively getting ready for you know christmas day um they were setting something up <laughs> i just remember i i came out of my room they're like what are you doing i go what was that they're like oh that was just santa you know landing on the roof like stupid little things like that like so funny 
And Auntie Polly, actually. We yeah. should have Auntie Polly's house, me and Frankie, and bake cookies every single year. And that was so much fun. And I, I wish we honestly still did that because I love, I love that. Yeah. 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 They're, they're awesome. I love those guys. I love hanging out with them. Well, I've, I think we've done a pretty good job at hanging out with them. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Last time yeah, I went I home them, and Frankie was uh, home. So last too. Christmas, we went. Yeah. And then I, oh, and now D Roses. Yeah. And I saw them last yeah. summer. So I've, I've tried to keep up with that. They're, they're great. Love them. It's funny yeah. watching like mm-hmm. them grow too. Like, even though I'm not that much older than them, like, it's just, it's just weird. Like, seeing like Samantha, mm-hmm. Jake, them, baby Sam, I'm like, Jeez, like, where did the time go? Especially baby Sam, because I just still look at him and I'm like, you're a little, in my mind, like, you're just baby Sam, you know? Like, with your little glasses and everything. Like, oh my gosh, how did it, how are you I a know. teenager? I, I, oh gosh. I know. I'm, I can't I'm gonna wait have to see his insight. Yeah, I'm having him on the podcast. Beautiful. Ta- I'm talking to Uncle in about 20 minutes. And then uh, I'm going to try to get baby Sam on before I post this day. Because I think that would be super cool. Yeah. Imagine yeah. you had something from when you were 13 years Whoa, old. Oh, time you know, warp. I you know. go back. I'd be like, I know. What I think hell? it would be funny <laughs> if we had done this when we were kids, too. And, like, seeing it progress over the years. But, hey, now this could be this could be a new tradition. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we have, like, family videos and stuff, too, you know. Granted, they're probably not like as easy to access, but I'm sure we could compile them onto like you know DVDs and download them yeah. on a laptop and to a hard drive and true, you know, true, true, the whole nine. But yeah, well, George, I know it's been I lovely know. talking to you. I hate to kick you waiting. off. We've been going for a little over an hour, but. <laughs> Uncle's uncle's on the line. I got to charge my phone and do a couple other things, but uh, before I sit down with yeah. Unc, but yeah, um, that was pretty good. This is good. Nice. I didn't. I felt like we crushed it. Did real good. Yeah, yeah. it's probably yeah. my AirPods popping out, the too, too. phone call, all that. But 